0: Welcome back to Gems Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Nikki Klug. And here's a bit about Nikki. She is an award-winning interior designer and the principal designer of Nikki Kluge Design Group, Incorporated. Her passion for interior design extends far beyond making spaces beautiful, comfortable, or even simply functional. She firmly believes in the abilities of spaces to change our lives. She knows that our environments can shift the way we feel and the way we function at a deep level for workspaces. To inspire our productivity for sanctuary spaces, to provide us rest and to restore, our very spirit as we return from long days in a sometimes cluttered, stressful, and draining world. I'm sure we could all relate to that. Nikki is driven by the fact that space matters. Remarkable design is essential and thoughtful planning will inspire extraordinary results. She is committed to helping you go beyond the status quo to achieve greatness. Nikki brings insights, ideas, experience, and solutions to help you move from survive to thrive. And without further ado, please welcome Nikki Kluge to Gem's podcast, where we're going to unpack all things interior design, plus entrepreneurship, and her being a mother, y'all, she does it all.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure, Nikki. So Nikki, we all know a bio is just a bio, right? And there's so much more than you do that ha- that hasn't been mentioned in your bio. So give us a fun fact about Nikki and just be your mm. authentic self. What makes Nikki, Nikki?
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> right off the bat, um, you know, I enjoy interior design. Like, that is my passion. Um, and I what people don't know is that I really, really uh, love the construction side of design. So, um, so, you know, boots and jeans and a hard hat is is just second nature for me. And that's why I'm in the car right now. I'm on a job site. And it was getting really loud in there. So I was like, let me step outside. I thought I'd be able to do this. Normally it's not that loud. So uh construction is definitely something that we focus on in our interior design firm, um, bathroom and kitchen renovations. And the project I'm on now is the full house renovation.
0: So what pushed you into interior design? Was it something that you knew that you always wanted to do, Nikki, or was it something that you fell into?
1: Yeah. So it was something that I've always wanted to do. I was, you know, as far back as I can remember rearranging my space, my little 10 by 10 room and painting the walls and then got really into organization and just maximizing my space. Um, And it wasn't until later in life, though, after I had four sons, that I came back to design and went to school and got a degree and started my business Then.
0: Okay, so that so after doing all of that, having four sons, and then you started your business, Nikki Kluge. So how did you come up with the name of your business? I know it's your first name, but Nikki mm-hmm. Kluge Design Group Incorporated and what sets you apart versus mm-hmm. other interior designers? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I definitely knew that I would want a team and eventually need a team so that it's not me being the, you know, the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker and doing every single role. Um, There are so many different pieces to this business and um, I wanted people to you know recognize the brand but be comfortable to work with other designers on the team so I'm happy to say that we've gotten to that point where I actually have designers that are requested from our clients um for different projects like okay I'm gonna do this home and I want Lisa to come help me and it's like really a great feeling to know um that I don't have to be the one to do everything uh but for many many years at the beginning that was what <laughs> was happening I you know, did invoices, I sourced product, I ordered product. Um, But what's really great about that is there's no job in my company that I couldn't do. It's just not always the best use of my time.
0: I'm so glad you hit on that because sometimes when people step into entrepreneurship and they step into Mm -hmm. going from an employee to actually being a business owner, in Mm -hmm. the beginning, it's always them doing everything. You're the accountant, you're you do the uh, HR, you write the policies, you do everything. Right. So it's like you are the master of everything, but then you can mm-hmm. easily burn yourself out. So at Absolutely. what point did you decide that it was going to be smarter mm-hmm. for you to outsource some of the things that you needed to have in your business, because then it will allow Nikki to really focus on things that is your zone of genius, because you can't do it all, especially whenever you begin to scale and you begin to level up. A part of being an effective leader and a business owner is knowing when to get certain things off of your plate and outsources. That way you could really build that empire and that dynasty.
1: Absolutely. It was about um, 12 years ago now that I brought on my first part-time employee. Uh, She started as an intern and then we worked out well together and she kept on with me for a few years. Um, And so that that was something because being the mother of four sons, I think at first, um, my leadership style was more maternal and, and more directive, but I've learned and grown to give, you know, team members the authority and um, the confidence to do things and make decisions without me. So we have our core values and our tenants that we follow and our processes, but they don't have to ask me about every single little decision. They are confident and secure in their roles and can move forward, and so I'm really, really plou- proud about that. It's taken some time. It's taken a lot of hard knocks. Um, just you know, learning again when to release and really let go and let people operate in their zones of genius
0: congratulations on that and now you mentioned something that is so 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 powerful being a mother because Mm -hmm. when you are a mother it's like you're a superhero and you are the project manager of your life as well as your house because Mm -hmm. you're not just responsible for nikki anymore you're responsible for nikki plus four and if you are married or if you have like a spouse or a partner or whatnot Mm -hmm. then you're responsible for them too so what does your work and home life balance look like and how do your boys get to see you not just as mom but as also as a business owner
1: well they're all grown now my youngest son is 20 and I just moved to back to California um but while we were there over the past 12 years it really was it it really was a touch and go sometimes it was a balancing act a juggling act and um I would like to say that I did it right all the time, but I didn't. Like there were definitely times when I'm at a football game and a client texts or calls and I'm like, oh, let me step away. And I miss, you know, a touchdown, you know, or miss a really important pass. And so I kick myself for those times. But I think and I hope that my sons can appreciate now that, you know, I was balancing things because they're, you know, older and into their lives. and. Balancing all of their commitments um, and then they see what I've built so I think they're really proud of all that I've been able to accomplish and know that with anything you know their sacrifice um, but what it did do is give me the opportunity give me the chance to be home when they were younger I've been doing this over 20 years uh, when my youngest son was first born it's when I went back to school and um, So yeah, I say touch and go because there were definitely moments where working for myself and working from home was definitely a pro, but then you can sometimes cross into that, you know, that zone when you're building and and wanting to scale that you're just a little bit of a workaholic. Uh, and have to, you know, ring yourself in. So I had, you know, I think many of us use the hashtag family is everything. And I, you know, purposely would remind myself, family is everything. Like this is why you're doing this, so that you could work and be fulfilled, but still have the flexibility and freedom to be there for our son, for my son. So
0: that is amazing. And you actually took me by surprise because I did not expect for you to say that all four of your boys are grown now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And you look
0: amazing. I was like, wow. So when you um, think about your sons and them being young adults and professionals Mm -hmm. now, are any of them in the entrepreneurship um, world?
1: Yes, actually, they do have that spirit. Um, One of them is in finance, but definitely knows his track and, you know, will eventually be in real estate. And um, one of them, wants to be a furniture designer. So that's really cool um, that he will, you know, follow in my footsteps in that regard. And one is in in construction. So he um, works with a general contractor and he's teaching him his business. So I'm really happy about that. I'm like, maybe one day we'll all get to work together and build something as a family unit. That's be amazing really
0: cool. because as you were talking about what each one is doing, construction, you're in construction, you said you like mm-hmm. jeans, hard hats, and boots. Yeah. And then you mentioned uh, finance. You always need a finance person on your team. Right. Then Absolutely. you mentioned a furniture designer. How cool would it be to yeah. refer to your clients? Hey, I actually have a furniture designer that can yeah. meet your, your vision and your dreams mm-hmm. and create it. And just to see that family um, come together and really produce that generational wealth, but work together. Because sometimes people aren't always able to work with their um, family members, but in your case, y'all are so versatile and y'all come to the um, foreground with different expertise and et cetera. So now just thinking about that, thinking about your business, your empire, I want you to think about the core values And how did you come up with your core values and what are they?
1: Right. So I have eight core values and really it was a, it was an exercise at a conference that I went to and they, um, you know, gave us some, some framework, make it an action item. Don't, you know, say integrity. Of course, integrity is part of our, you know, something that we value and we wouldn't hire anyone that we know doesn't have integrity um but make it an action word so um our core values are uh inspire elegance um create magical experiences um say what needs to be said <laughs> that one's a good one because when we're working with contractors and even clients you know um we definitely have to have some hard conversations sometimes um um uh, be in constant pursuit of excellence. Um, be in constant pursuit of joy. That was, those two go together in my book. Uh, what am I missing? We say this usually every week at our team meeting. I'm missing one of them, but um, you get the point. It's essentially um, really about connecting with people and with each other and doing excellent work.
0: And now how do you ensure that the core values that you stand for and that your company stands for is mm-hmm. also um, being transferred in the community? Because not only are you just a business, but mm-hmm. sometimes the people in the community are the ones that support mm-hmm. your business. So what, what is your community impact like and how does that tug on your heartstrings?
1: Right. So, um, when we do things out in the community, we're always looking for ways to promote equity and diversity, um, to bring awareness to design and the fact that space really does matter and how you surround yourself affects you. Um, so we do projects like Habitat for Humanity. We've done a house build in Mexico. Um, and whether or not, I'm going or a team members going with me, it 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 still always ties back to the things that I value, of course, which is at the heart of the business.
0: Now let's dive a little bit deeper into diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because mm-hmm. that's that's oh that just warms my heartstrings because talking to you, a woman who looks similar to me, so we are both chocolate, melanated, African-American, she rose. How important is it whenever you are pitching a new client or you're going into an industry where you don't see a lot of people that look like you and I, how do you break down those barriers to really show that hey. I deserve to have a seat at the table and I am qualified because sometimes people may look at you and I, but we don't necessarily sound how we should look and sometimes Sometimes. there's preconceived notions, unconscious Mm -hmm. biases, how do you really make sure that you're standing up for yourself and other businesses to come, because it's not just about Mm -hmm. Nikki and Genesis, but it's about what type of imprint are we leaving in the world? And how is that driving an impact in order for us to be world changers that we want to see?
1: Right. So I actually, um, (laughs) <laughs> it, it's going to sound weird, but I actually don't actively think about that. I um, had a mentor, a, a friend that was a little bit older than me. And there was a time where my husband and I were in a really, really nice hotel and um, housekeeping opened the door and, and they were like surprised to see us there. Um, we'll give that too when we go on vacation. There are many instances um, where you can tell that people are shocked, like, as you were saying. Um, and I told her about this one particular situation. She's like, Nikki, that's not your problem. That's theirs, you know? So don't let that affect you. Don't make that, let that make you feel uncomfortable. Um, and so really I started walking in and just owning, I belong here. I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone. I just am who I am. Um, what I do know is that I'm memorable when I'm in those spaces that they're not Going to forget who I am. Um, they're not going to forget what I bring to the table and how I've represented myself and the, the shares I've given and and knowledge I um, will share with others. And so, my approach is just to be me, to be fully me, to to be as ambitious as I am and go for the things that I want to go for. I think you and I met in a group uh, setting and um, we purchased a 15 unit apartment building and people were surprised people, you know, where we are now um, maybe, you know, I've only been here a year. So maybe they haven't seen an African-American woman, you know, go that far in her pursuit of real estate investing, um, and, and so you could tell, you know, uh, on their faces and in their, their tone that it was unusual, but I'm, I'm like, you know what, this is, this is who we are and we're here and I have no apologies for that. So really I don't, uh, like I said, I, I'm not like looking to change anything about anyone just to do what I know I need to do to build the wealth for my sons and our family.
0: That's a different approach and a different, a different answer, but it's very respected because sometimes we can take on other people's stuff and Mm -hmm. want to internalize it and change it when in actuality, we can influence you, but we may not necessarily change your viewpoint. And we do know that ignorance is bliss, but Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're walking in true authority, knowing Mm -hmm. who you are, you're having confidence and you're assuring outwardly that, hey, I'm Nikki Kluge, I'm confident, I know what I bring to the table and I know how I can impact you and your business if you choose to work with me. If not, you have other clients that are lining up to work with you. And so that shows that resilient, it shows grit, it shows persistent, and it also shows that you're not the type of woman to bend over backwards to appease somebody who does not really understand diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And if you let something such as race or how a person looks separates you, then maybe we're not going to be a good fit for business because at the end of the day, money is green and we all need money and it's all going to go around in a circle, but if you're choosing not to spend your money with me because of how I look, then that's on you, and there's no disrespect, discount, or discourse to that individual. You just got to keep it moving and keep it pushing, and that's what I think I really liked about you, because when we did connect in that group, I think it was last year, and I just said, oh wow, she's like a powerhouse. She's doing some incredible things, and I was like, oh congratulations, because I didn't know you from Adam or Eve, but because you are in the real estate safe space and you're leveling up and doing things that other people wouldn't do like I'm going to give you your flowers while they could bloom Nikki even if Mm -hmm. I don't know you're not that's what it's about is accelerating and supporting one another
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: So now as we begin to wind down, Nikki, and you think about Mm. how far you've come in your life, I'm going to ask you two questions. I want you to give me an example of the hardest thing that you had to endure in your life, whether it was personally or professionally, and how has it made you the woman you are today? And then I'll ask the other question after.
1: Wow. (laughs) The hardest thing that I've had to do. Um... Mm -hmm. The hardest thing I've had to do, it really has been, I I mentioned earlier, letting go and trusting others to do the job the way I would want it to be done. Um, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. I'm a recovering (laughs) perfectionist is what I say. Um, It's just I, I want things to be done right and want things to be done well. And uh, I think I questioned my leadership ability initially. And it's like, well, did I teach them everything? Did I show them everything? Did, you know, are they going to do it like I would do it? And I had to get to- to the point where it's like, no, they're not going to do it the way, exactly the way you would do it. But what you can do is create systems and write things down and and create trainings and record them and, you know, do check-ins and do plan, do, and review so that everyone can learn and grow. Um, And so that has been the hardest thing is to allow people to operate in their excellence and, um, and realize that it, it's not going to always be exactly the way I would do it, but that's great because it brings, you know, diversity of thought and different approaches. Like I'm not the, you know, end all and be all that we're actually stronger together. And so that uh, took some time, but I'm happy to say that we're there. Um, we have a team of eight others, um, five of our core members, and then three other designers um, that are assigned to projects and so I'm um, really proud of that fact it, it because it took a lot to get there.
0: Amazing, so you let it go, and mm-hmm. you stopped allowing perfection to drive you and when you mm-hmm. when you took the reins back of just trying to be perfect, or like, I'll use this analogy um, from a Tyler Perry movie, they called her perfect Patty, when perfect Patty (laughs) gave up the reins, and she started to (laughs) kind of take a chill pill and relax, she started to see the diverse, the diverse thoughts come into fruition, she started to see that her stress levels got lowered. And she was just a happier person overall. And now we're going to segue into the easiest thing that you had to do in your life. What was that and how has it made you the woman you are today? So I gave you the hard stuff.
1: <laughs> now you have the easy stuff. I don't know. That one might be even harder. <laughs> the easiest thing I've ever had to do uh, in business or life or
0: You could do either or because I want you to see how you have transitioned personally and professionally Mm -hmm. and you see Mm -hmm. the silver lining because if you look at the hard thing that you just mentioned and you think about Mm -hmm. the easy thing, you think about the growth that Nikki has accomplished and you think Mm -hmm. about how you have evolved and the hard thing wasn't just wasn't so hard after all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see your point. I just have to go with... um, sharing my life with my husband and and our sons, um, you know, and growing this business together um, easy in the sense that they were always very, very, very supportive. Um, My husband was like, you want to work? Great. If you don't, that's fine. Um, And, and, and just having that, that flexibility and that freedom Um, to know that if I'm not doing a great job or if I feel like this isn't working, there was no pressure. So it was easy to keep growing and going, knowing that I had their support and that if I just fell on my face and, and, and decided, you know what? This is not what I thought it was going to be, which I've had many of those times. Um, I got to decide every single time. Do you want to keep going? Do you want to figure this out? Or are you going to call it, you know, bring, reel it in and and call it. So um, it's been easy to keep going and keep growing with my family supporting me.
0: And that's amazing because when you have a strong family unit and one that is supportive, it encourages you to not just survive, but to thrive, as you mentioned, and blossom into the person that you've always destined to be. Because people don't just want to have dreams. They want those dreams to become realities. And now that you reflect on the two answers you gave me, What type of gems would you like to leave with the audience? Because you are not just an interior designer working for clients, but you're also an interior designer in your own life because there are so many different pieces that you interweave together. You're a wife, you're a mother you're a business owner, you're the project manager, you're the CEO of your life, and there's so many other things that you have going on. So when you think about interior designing, think about that from a holistic approach, think about it in your personal life, in your business life, and in the lives of others that you impact and ask yourself, how can I leave gems that are going to educate, inspire and motivate? And what would those be for our audience today?
1: I would definitely say to find that thing that you're really passionate about. I know we hear that all the time Um, and and it can be hard. It can, it, it can seem like, well, how will I make a living, you know, doing this? How will I earn an income? But in today's world, in today's market, the sky truly is the limit. Like I've never in my lifetime seen a time where someone can go from nothing to, you know, an instant hit or their business idea really take flight. Um, There are just so many different avenues and opportunities and potential out there that's just waiting to be tapped into. So find that thing that you're passionate about and, and trust the process, you know, there's such a learning curve. Um, Yes, you might be naturally gifted. I was naturally gifted in design, but I still needed to go to school or work with someone that was going to teach me the different, you know, construction side and uh, terminology and, you know, not just putting a pillow and and a window treatment together, but like structural and electrical and, you know, HVAC and things like that. So, it definitely will be a journey, but that's the most important part of this whole thing is the journey, uh, learning yourself, learning about uh, your abilities, your limitations or what you want your boundaries to be, and um, and really owning it and, and and accepting and acknowledging yourself fully. I think that is something that I've seen in the world and I've seen in my sons and And my husband and I talk and we're like, well, we didn't have, you know, we had to pay our dues and we had to do this and do that. But now it it doesn't have to be that hard anymore. (laughs) Like, yes, you're going to be excellent and you're going to work hard, but things do just, um, I think seem to flow a lot better now, um, these days for young people. So I hope that, you know, the passion that I see out there in the world and in my sons, that we keep going down that vein where we all get to create a life that we really love.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. So find what you're passionate about. And I heard my older brother tell me this. If you're passionate about something, you will never work a day in your life Mm -hmm. because you're gonna do what you love to do. And even if you don't make any money doing it right off the bat, the money is gonna come. But if you chase Mm -hmm. the money to try to secure the bag, you're gonna be Mm -hmm. miserable. So thank you for helping me bring that um, statement back into reminder. And Nikki, how can the listeners and viewers connect with you on social media or your business
1: yeah so i am at uh nikki klug on pretty much every platform um, sometimes you'll see nikki klug design group um, but a very unique name so n-i-k-k-i-k-l-u-g-h
0: And there you have it. Listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Nikki Kluge. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you tap in with her. Learn more about what she's doing on the forefront. And if you need an interior designer and she's in your neck of the woods, reach out to her. You have nothing to lose, but to make your space exactly how you want it with that creative eye. And until we chat next time, peace love and lots of blessings don't forget to hit that that that, that bell to subscribe so you could always be connected with us when new content is coming down the hose and share this segment with a family member a friend or someone who may inspire to go down the interior design path thank you for listening to another segment of gems podcast hope you enjoyed this recording A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on Gems Podcast.